Cherish Amber here with another episode of the Sex Drive podcast. As always, these episodes are designed to be listened to on your commute to or from work with tools that you can use immediately, maybe even tonight. As always, the podcast is spoken about from my experience as a cisgendered white woman. And if you have any comments, I'd always love to receive them. You can email me in on cherish at cherishamber.com. I hope you enjoy it. Hello. So today I uh, have the pleasure of welcoming Ben Dunks onto the podcast. And this is a two-part podcast. Um, so yeah, I'd love you to introduce yourself, please. Hi, Cherish. Uh, so I'm Ben Dunks. I ha- have had a, quite a varied uh, working life. Most of that working life has been working in dance. So I was a professional dancer for about 12 years, working in Australia and in the UK and in Ireland uh, in contemporary dance, classically ballet trained and contemporary dance trained. And then for the last 15 years or so, I've done a lot of work across all ages and experiences with movement, lots of different movement, creative movement, uh, primary schools, older people, balance. And within all of that, I've done lots of different martial arts trainings as well. Amazing. So that is why I'm really excited to speak to you today. So a lot of the work that I do with men is about bringing that connection from the head into the into the body. And I think there's a quite common experience of lots of men where they struggle with feeling like their penis has a bit of a mind of its own and how that comes out and this is something I talked about in the last episode how that comes out is perhaps unexpected erections um, when they least need it Um, and that can lead yeah to this kind of disconnect between the head and the body and so a lot of the work um, is just really kind of bring that connection online so that's why I was really excited to speak to you today because you've been moving your body in one way or another your entire life so first and foremost I'd really love to hear how you think that movement has helped you have a better sex life sexual experience through your life so uh I was moving lots when I started my sexual journeys Mm. so I kind of haven't had an experience of a sexual life without Mm. But uh, there's definitely been a process that as I have evolved in my skills, in movement skills, as I evolved in uh, what I could do and how I could do it physically, whether it was dancing or with martial arts, my sex life definitely Mm. uh, got better. Yeah. Uh, And the more I moved and the more variety I did in my movement, then just the more more I felt. Mm the more uh, I knew, had a sense of what my partner was feeling mm. uh, and therefore the more I could respond to both myself and my partner at that time. Mm. Uh, it also comes down, was would happen before any sort of sexual encounter as well where that sense of, of um, anticipation of uh, something's going to happen mm. and, and being able to, I think being in my body with more detail then also helped in terms of not reading that situation poorly mm. or just knowing knowing what being fairly clear with or having better understanding of what was happening yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely 
And do you think, I don't think there's any kind of wrong or right answer, do you think that allowed you to overcome the disconnect that perhaps I've just spoken about? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and we are, we, we the disconnect we have, for particularly for guys, um, is uh, there's a sort of a binary going on, I think, with, mm. with guys and that... And that um, the only activity that really seems to be of much value now is this is a gym based body mm. and it's a body rather than a, and a movement capacity. Mm. Uh, and, and that disconnect is basically lift some weights or do a bunch of exercises that are pretty simple. Um, and then look good for Instagram or, or for me pre internet, just, yeah. just trying to, to look, um, hench and, and cool yeah um and and beyond that there's not much uh you know if you if you're playing team sports you're not going to be really playing team sports unless uh, beyond sort of a, a high school age um unless you're semi-professional or maybe you might play you know sunday football or that sort mm. of thing mm. but really the, the 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 idea of movement as well is is just is not spoken about in, in those sports either. No. Um, I think there's possibly I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if this is true, but there's possibly still a, a um an attitude towards dance. Mm. Although that's changed a lot. I do think that's changed a lot in terms of a lot of street dance. Yeah. A lot of break dance. Um where... the banjo brothers have done a lot for that kind of actually okay. banjo, you right. know, from yeah, diversity yeah. all of that. Uh, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Um but there's still a bit of a stigma in terms of, of dance. Although in a lot of the martial arts training I've done mm-hmm. Uh, I I introduce myself in, as a as a dancer, and the instructors are uh, immediately understand where I'm coming from yeah. and, and the skills that I already already have. And actually, uh, a lot of them have done some dance training themselves or one or two classes, and, and really understand that actually a ballet class just leaves a kickboxing class for dead in terms of challenge and difficulty. Mm. So um, this disconnect, and then there's this idea of moving in. In, so I'm going to actually just have had a thought which I'm going to diverge to. Yeah. So so we, we spent many years uh, dancing in terms of dance halls and communities and, and, and yeah. we all knew how to waltz, we all knew how to foxtrot, we yeah. knew how to, to do these these um, ballroom dances, which meant there was a, a, a kind of a baseline of movement ability. Not standing on someone's feet. Not standing on someone's feet and, <laughs> yeah. and leading and, yeah. and, um, and understanding where your partner's weight is and where your partner's moving to and, and mm-hmm. actually your skill as a dancer was something that you um, were very proud of. Yeah. And to rocking up to a dance hall on a Friday night or a Saturday night and dancing with as many um, partners as you could or someone you particularly fancied. Mm-hmm. You're not going to you're not going to rock up and, and be a crap dancer. Yeah. You're going to rock up and, and you know have, have been really practicing and making yeah. sure you can move. Yeah. Um, which then means that, you know your movement capacities. Dancing in the dance hall means that you're you're going to know, you know, describes how good you may well then be in terms of any sort of liaison you might yeah. have later. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I've been a bit of waffling. Um, no. So what I'm hearing is, and the term conscious gets banded around so easily and so readily. What I'm hearing is conscious movement, and. That comes that comes from awareness of like where am I putting my hand on this person's shoulder? I'm not going into sex, but like it's conscious movement because anybody can go into the gym and lift weights, man or woman or non-binary person. You know, it's 
it's very important to understand where part of your body is going. That's the connection rather than building, lifting heavier weights. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And, and you can go in and lift weights, but actually how are you, how are you, how are you moving between yeah. your sets? How, yeah, are you, yeah. how, are you, how are you putting those weights on the bar? How are you shifting? How are you moving around? Yeah. Um, how does that, where, where does your weight shift? You know, if you're, if you're squatting mm. and you have a bias towards one side, um, are you aware of it? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, and, and there's a very basic thing about injuries and, and injury prevention and those sorts of things that, that an awareness of your movement and your, a, a greater awareness of your body is going to give you. But it's definitely, we're definitely losing a sense of movement and a sense of, yeah. of, of a complexity of movement, really. That's, um, that means you, you understand where your body is in space. Yeah. And I think what's coming, and, and I'm sure it's connected in some kind of way, is like, um, I meet a lot of people who say they're very clumsy. Right. And that's really interesting because that's not seeing depth perception. That's not being fully in their body. And I think all of those things are kind of all connected somewhere around movement, conscious, you know, spatial awareness and those kind of things. So. And, and, that, and that clumsy idea becomes a label that, that, that people become quite proud of. Yes. Which is, yeah. which is perplexing to me. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I've had young people who dance with me who have presented with bruises all over them mm. and, and teachers have kind of gone actually they're just they're just bumping into tables and that's just them yeah and uh in working with me they've stopped you know they stopped being clumsy and they stopped bumping and and actually it's a it's a it's something that's that's just with practice and with conscious a conscious relatively simple movement process you can train your body to not be but there seems to be a a pride in in a badge of being conscious not being aware of the body and being clumsy and that's that's a bit perplexing to me because I yeah. want to be able to do as much as I possibly can um, in as many different ways as I can. And um, I want to be labelled clumsy. Yeah. But it doesn't sound to me like there's an age limit on this kind of feeling into your body. Like I find that isn't. incredible that you have taken someone who was, in inverted commas, clumsy and now they are walking around a table. They're walking, you know, they're not tripping over the chair on the floor or the charger or whatever. So I find that fascinating that, you know, those small things that you're doing, I don't know how big they are, big, small, you know, that awareness. And I know I keep coming back to it, but it's so important and so overlooked. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And 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 um, and there are correlations between clumsiness and academic achievement. There's combinations of clumsiness and self-esteem. Yeah. And so then if you're if you're a little bit clumsy and then you're uh, on a first outing with with a potential partner yeah um and and that self-esteem is not so yeah so good yeah um you're possibly aware that 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 you might be a little bit fumbly and so so having entering into a a bedroom session with somebody and you know that you're a bit fumbly and you're not really sure about what you're doing yeah but as with most blokes not prepared to admit that either no so you're just going to fumble your way through your first encounter with somebody that you possibly really fancy mm. or I hope you really fancy mm. um that's that's going to be a, a, a self-esteem smasher as well so so just some very small exercise or just some very small uh time spent thinking about how you're moving thinking about how your body moves thinking about um these things actually ha- translates into a, a much more interesting experience in terms of any sort of physical experience you might have with somebody yeah Amazing. 
So I'm interested to get your take on, in a lot of the work that I do, we talk a lot about the core essences of the masculine being to fuck and to kill. And if you go right back, we're talking about cave people, Neanderthals, back to then, because it's um, reproduction and to kill the beast and eat it. So, and we've obviously come a lot further. I'm not talking about, you know, all the different nuances of the masculine um, energy, but I'm interested to get your take um, on, you've done martial arts and that's, you know, um, I know a lot of people that do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ, and I know you've done something sort of similar on the same path. How do you think that that affected, in a positive or a negative light, that kind of conscious energy of to fuck and to kill? Uh, one of the, I think one of the the um, really amazing elements of of all of the different movement stuff that I've done, whether it's dance or with or whether it's the martial arts is is an ability to control mm. my body and uh, an awareness of moving being able to move my body in really complex ways mm-hmm. and being in control about that mm. so you could you can move you could do a, a so you could you could just do a, a, a kickboxing class so you have those skills so you're punching you're kicking um, and they're they're fairly binary actions and you combine them in, in, in very interesting interesting ways but if you don't have a consciousness about about that and it's just punch and kick um you develop some skill but but you don't develop it to the to the point at which that that control can be really there i the the best martial artists artists i've worked with uh, have a movement capability and 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 a a, i call it an elasticity it's actually what i what i focus on when i'm teaching movement and dance Mm -hmm. they have an elasticity about their body which is about a potential and so it becomes a potential to be super scary, and it's also probably, a, well, probably, definitely a potential to become super sexy. Yeah. Um, and you can see it in them. And mm. You can read it in them when they're moving, and you can read it in them when they're, whilst whilst they're doing some sort of martial arts action. Yeah. It's it can be a, a very sexy action, uh, just because you're watching somebody moving their bodies at their at their limit of their potential yeah and you watch it in some of the um some of the leading mixed martial arts fighters in yeah. terms of the way they fight uh there's a looseness and a relaxation and and uh and it's just they're, they're trying to kick the living shit out of each other but it's really sexy to watch yeah so, that, so it's about control and it's mm. about control and an ability to make a choice and know that that choice has particular consequences yeah. rather than rather than uh, being a thug, for want of a better term, mm. and just um, not having not having control over your actions. Mm-hmm. So there's that that really interesting uh, idea that um, uh, I'm in a situation where I'm confronted with 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 a potential problem, and I, I've I've got the choices that I can make rather than just one or two actions that that I don't know what the consequences are going to be. Yeah, uh, and there's also something about those martial artists who are who are, who are trained with who nobody nobody wants to hassle them okay because they because we we read somebody's skill in the way they move yeah and we still have that ability to read the yeah. skill in the way they move yeah and so we're, we're careful about um about uh getting into a into a, a ruckus with with somebody just because well, yeah we, we know that they're dangerous yeah 
So I'm not sure if that answers your question, but but to, to actually I'm going to continue. Yeah. So then that then that dance element as well, which is obviously a much um, a lot of it is a much softer element than the martial arts and the fighting, and then bringing into into your sexual life um, brings a, a a sort of the polar opposite of the of the consequence of that action. So you've got that fighting action in terms of the martial arts, and then that dance action, which which means so when you're when you're when you're dancing, in particularly in the contemporary dance that I've done, you you build a range of qualities of your movement. So some of it is much softer. Mm-hmm. It's a very like you're moving very slowly and with, yeah. it's super smoothly, but again in in a complex ways, which means that you bring a different quality of movement to interactions you have with other people. Yeah, which interestingly becomes comes. Um, a real bonus when you're in martial arts actions when 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 uh, people's idea is that you've just got to go as hard as possible yeah and actually being able to soften sometimes is is actually what you need to be able to do yeah 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 really nice so yeah i'm just wondering if that when you're the people that you're around that have done mma different types of martial arts if you see less what would be maybe labeled predatory behavior as a very broad term, because they're able to feel that innate want to to kill. If I'm honest, if that's that's me being a little bit broad, but I'm interested. Uh, yeah. Well, the very simple answer is yes. Yeah. You know, just more control and and more respect. Um, there was a a group of of guys I trained with for a couple of years, just a small group of us, um, and interestingly, we used to talk. It was the only group of guys I've ever I've ever spent time with who mm-hmm. would actually talk about our intimate lives, mm. not in not in detail, mm-hmm. but um, but we would we would discuss things that might have happened, or, or or they would they would we would discuss moments with with partners or or that were had happened that were somewhat confusing. And yeah. it was really interesting. We would smash the crap out of each other because it was pretty intense training. Yeah, um, always with a smile on our face. And always um, uh, happy to to get smashed and mm-hmm. do the smashing, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of that would also then talk about about um, things that were going on with our lives. Nice. Yeah, and it was relationships, but it was but it was also uh, some some sexual activities, and that was a, that was a, they were always fascinating conversations because they were c- completely open. Mm-hmm. Uh, really lovely guys, mm-hmm. super respectful, mm-hmm. um, super careful. Uh, and uh, <laughs> dangerous fuckers as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, with a, and and they had a very clear desire to be as uh, good as possible. Good's the wrong word. As accomplished and as um, supportive in the bedroom as they possibly could be. Yeah. Uh, and there was there was definitely a real sense of a balance between um, what we were doing with and smashing each other mm-hmm. um, and. What they were, whatever they were doing with their partners. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. And just slightly tangenting, I'm really interested to get your take on if you felt your life felt different when you were spending more time in that more um, strongly masculine energy without the feminine there. Because obviously you're in a heterosexual relationship, you live um, with your wife and in that relationship. So I'm, I'm wondering that. Did you notice a difference when you were in I, that? I, I think, I think those... I think those situations for blokes are massively important. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and I think what's actually really massively important is the contact, mm-hmm. is the, the skin on skin contact, whether yeah. that's a, a, 
a wrestling or a, a um, or a submission grappling or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, or where there's a there's a physical contact when you're so this was a particular Chinese kung fu that I was, that I was working with and that we were just a lot of hitting each other. Yeah. Um, and that might sound weird that that you that the contact of smashing each other is is actually so positive, but. Um, when I've done some training where it's very much you're by yourself or, or there just isn't isn't that kind of it doesn't have an effect and mm-hmm. there's some sort of I'm sure there's some sort of endorphin dopamine oxytocin response yeah. that's happening that makes you feel really good and 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 what it, there's a sense of community and then there's a sense of contact and then there's a sense of being of being witnessed yeah and a sense of being seen within within a, a community whether that's four or five of you or whether that's 20 or 25 of you yeah um i think it's actually a really important thing but it's but it's the contact with other guys and and this is one of the, the challenges that's that's that some guys have where any sort of physical contact with somebody else is seen as being negative and 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 you know hom- homosexual or, or having some sort of sexual contact yeah connotation and for them that's negative yeah whereas actually it's just it's a really important part of our life and, and yeah. really important for guys to to do that with each other it really really is and so overlooked if you are listening to this and you're in a heterosexual relationship and you perhaps have um kids you know if you have female children you go to work perhaps there's you know there's females in your workspace it's quite you know it's um um a broad spectrum of people in your workplace you don't have that opportunity to really have man on man time, and I, as you just said, and given cl- clear facts to, it's really fucking important, mm-hmm. like and so overlooked. And when we go back to perhaps when this is being me being broad, but taking my viewpoint on it, when more predatory behaviour wasn't as apparent and wasn't in mainstream culture as much, I believe it was because there was more masculine man on man time. Right. Um, and you could look back to, and I'm not saying it was right, but like mining, more hands-on work, you're around the men, you're, you know, you're around um, that kind of energy all the time. I just think it's really interesting to see that there could be a correlation between behaviour when, you know, those core essences aren't felt um, and less masculine man or man type. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and, and it's important, I think, to, to add that, that these sessions were always run by guys who were... Um, who were very much sure of themselves mm. or, or weren't trying to manipulate the the space in a way that yeah. became misogynistic or oh, a way, God, in a way yeah. that became any of those kinds of... And, and I think there's a fear of a lot of guys... So if we're talking about martial arts training, mm. rocking up and, and getting the shit yeah. kicked out or of them. Or being injured every day. Being injured. Yeah. And then, and then um, but also being in an environment where you've just got blokes who are being misogynistic or homophobic or and, and because that's that's a lot of the press that that can often come out yeah. with these situations yeah i'm grateful for that thank you and but but there are a huge number of spaces where that's not the case and so these these guys will will run a a training center and actually the the more intense and hardcore it, the the sport generally or the or the martial art that you train the 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 um less that that kind of behavior is that is because actually, when it's when it's full on, like a like full on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class or a mixed martial arts, or a, um, you just it's just to it's the, the the training itself is is um, doesn't tolerate dickheads. Yeah, basically, nice. uh, and um, and generally those dickheads get get sorted out 
before they get stay there for too long. Really nice. Because yeah. some, some guys rock up thinking that they're, they're going to rock up and, and be in a, in a place where full of people like themselves who, and they might be misogynistic and, and homophobic and because they're a bunch of blokes and they just make that assumption. Maybe they've just been around blokes who, for whom that's that's the normal. And then they, they become difficult and yeah. yeah, they get sorted out. Really great. I think that's really, really powerful for someone to hear as well, especially if they're a little bit um, reserved. It's probably not the right term, but like hesitant, thank you, so, to go into that environment thinking that they might be surrounded by people who are going to make them feel worse about themselves not better so yeah it's really really valuable so the maybe the invitation is to have a look in your local area people that are doing mma doing bjj doing those different things and if it's not maybe chat to some of your friends who might want to do it and maybe you get an instructor and to come and do some training with you once a fortnight yeah yeah absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of moving the conversation in a different, slightly different direction, but we're always talking about movement and this connection to the body. A lot of the work that I'm doing with men around kind of improving their sex lives, specifically around being better in bed, let's just be really clear. Or I I say better in bed, but let's just face it, it's not in bed, it's everywhere. (laughs) The kitchen sideboard. It's about being present. Right. And presence doesn't just happen in the bedroom. It happens literally everywhere. And it's about deepening that connection with your partner. Mm-hmm. From what I've gathered so far, from what you've said, you have to be present to be able to consciously move your body. Mm. So I'm interested to get, to get A, your kind of um, take on presence and how that has improved things in your relationships and things like that. Oh, it's just a really small question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, presence is 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 essentially awareness of the of what's happening in mm-hmm. in, um, in the moment, mm-hmm. and then consciously making decisions based on what you're what you're seeing and reading. Yeah. So, um, so very simply, be, being present in in the bedroom is being aware that. Uh, of of what's happening to you, yeah. What's happening with what your your what you're experiencing in partnership with your partner, yeah. Um, and then responding accordingly. And if you're uh, if you are lacking in presence, mm-hmm. then you're going to to be unable to be aware of what's happening to you and to your partner and mm-hmm. between you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to be unable to respond to it. Um, I think there's a there is a there's a significant amount of, of um, I mean, we could, should we do another third podcast just on presence? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, because, because the, the, because presence in the bedroom actually relates to presence with your partner at all times as well. Absolutely. So, um, so do you listen to them? Yeah. Do you actually listen? Yeah. When they're talking? Yeah. Are you looking in their eyes? Yeah. And um, are you are you waiting to have you already decided what you're going to say in response and you're not listening and you just you can your sentence is already formed mm-hmm. or are you busy doing something else looking at your phone whilst they're talking to you and then yeah. and then mumble some answer that you think they're going to you know they might like yeah um this the, 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 that reality of how you actually verbally communicate is going to be massively influential in terms of how you physically communicate yeah uh, when you're in the bed bedroom and just really quickly there just to kind of give it um, an example of that. We have all been on a date with someone who's given you their presence and they are 
15 million times more attractive mm. so like if you're on a date with um with a woman or a man and they're looking in your eyes they're taking in what you say they remember your name if you're going on a blind date or anything like that <laughs> they maybe remember what you're you know what you ordered and the things you've already said in the previous however long of the conversation they're so much more attractive mm-hmm. than the person who's like what was your name again oh yeah oh yeah i like this i like that it's fascinating we've all been there we've all been in that situation everyone that's listening everyone in this room you you and i right now has been in that situation 100 percent. i just want to jump in and say Uh, absolutely and and it's not even just it's also your friends yeah and it's your um your uh colleagues Mm -hmm. and and you know everybody has has worked with people who just don't listen yeah you and and um uh I think we most of us have possibly tested some of those people too and just said something completely random um, in their presence. And we they, so they, have. They've not responded. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, you're, yeah. Just not, you're just not listening to me, you yeah. And it's like, and that's, you know, that's... Uh, and then um, I think I've I've moved on from friendships where that, you know, that friend, inverted commas, just, they just didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I just don't, I'm not interested in having a friendship with you. No. Um, if that's the case. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and good boundaries. Love yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. That's really important. So, so then, but, and then presence equals attention. You know, attention is presence, and mm-hmm. presence is attention, right? So, so your your and that's whether it's your your friend, colleague, or, or your partner. So, then when you're in the bedroom with your partner, um, if you're not present, then you're not going to be attentive to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and you know that 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 reality that we're all very different from day to day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, however you might have, whatever you might have experienced with your partner in the in the previous time that you were you're having sex together, mm-hmm. won't relate to what's happening now because you were you're, you're different people. You've got had different lives and different different things going on. But if you're going to jump back into what what worked two days ago, or what worked in verticoms as well, because that's also another another. Um, non-present action isn't it it's like well you know i do this move and i do this move and then and then i Ooh, i yeah. touch her here and i touch her here and oh she just she yeah. just loves it she yeah. just get and it's like it's nonsense it's change nonsense. every day you, you change every day so but if you're not present you're not present in yourself and you're not present with what's happening with them yeah then you're just you're just going to be fumbling about yeah and um and they're going to feel like you're absolutely not interested yeah and that's the that's the worst kind of partner. A sexual partner is somebody who's just there, sort me out, uh, or I, I've got my moves. I've got my three moves that works on everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. And if and it only works if you're properly present and you're and you are responsive and in the moment. Present and responsive. Um, and just just while you're listening to this, you can actually do something that's going to really help you with presence. So um, it's called the fell sense. You don't have to do it right now, but um, is just sitting or listening or standing wherever you are right now and feeling what is going on in your body and speaking it out. So I've got a pulsing in my, so you start from your toes and work all the way up to your head and just feel what's there. I've got a throbbing in my left big toe. My ankle feels a bit sore. Um, and it's okay if it's bad, it's not meant to be good, it's not meant, I feel angels crawling up my legs. No, it's like, I've got a bit of a twingy left knee, yeah. you know, pelvis, um, I'm feeling a bit aroused, I've got a bellyache, I'm hungry, whatever it is, it's a very good start to kind of building that presence in the body and going, because once you feel that, you can start to feel emotions, once you feel emotions, you can start to feel other things, you know, it's really powerful. So if you're listening to this right now, that can be a really, really great 
way intro into becoming more present. So, so there's a, there's another kind of this will be be part of our third podcast. Yeah. Our present. But, but there's also that thing of of um, uh, what are you having sex for? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just a it's a, I think it's a really interesting question. I mean, and and obviously the answer is well, <laughs> because it's good. Yeah. Um, but actually, what are you having sex for? Are you is this a connection of, 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 that you? I mean, there's obviously a multitude of reasons why we do it. Whether it's a connection with somebody, whether we just we love the physical activity of it we again this is about contact we love the physical contact of it um i think for some some guys in particular it's about power games and 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 sadly and um and they're not present but but you know what's what are you when you're engaged with your with your partner with and and this is not just in terms of just whilst you're having sex with them but you know the 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 whole time before them the the the, the, the whole day before them or, or how you mm. are with them what what do you what are you wanting to happen and what's what, what's your purpose yeah because also there's that thing of actually the, the physical sensation of of having an, an exquisitely wonderful time with somebody mm-hmm. in terms of those nerve buzzes potentially ending in orgasm or not necessarily it doesn't necessarily, necessarily have to but but the more present you are, and there's this that sense of more present in your body you mm-hmm. are, then the greater the sensations that you are that you will feel. So if you're not fully present and you're not fully, you're not really tuned in, then you're going to have a you're going to have a diminished experience. Whereas if you are, because your body you're just not going to be receptive to it. Yeah. So that 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 exercise you're talking about about going through your body. Yeah. Will increase your your it's called proprioception. Yeah. And and it's and it's just that awareness of what's happening in your body. Yeah. And the more you do that, the more you feel, the more you understand, the more the more information you get, the the, the more feedback you get. And then the more feedback you get, then the more you aware you are of the sensations that happen when you're having a fabulous sexual romp with someone. Yeah. Um, so you have a better time. Yeah. And then you're also aware of then how that happens with your partner mm-hmm. so so when so when you're again in the moment and you're seeing that she's really responding to something that you're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. then or he or whoever yeah whoever it is yeah, yeah um then you continue to 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 work with them that way because you're you're responsive and you can you understand because of you can you're present with what's happening with them you can yeah you can, or maybe they're, they're it's it's whatever you're doing is making them uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and you stop before yeah. they ask you to stop yeah and that's a that's a i think an important element of being present yeah is that that element of not waiting to see whether to, or, or to, to do the check-in even yeah. you know even if you're just if you're you've like agreed that you're going to have four check-ins in the process and you go is now the right time to have a check-in you're trying something different whatever it is it's just you okay this feel good whatever it is yeah. and it can you know and that that forms a much bigger part of you know the check-in the respect the consent firmer softer all of those different you know exciting things you can explore during sex but it seems to be i think what we've just basically worked out in the process of 35 minutes is that um presence equals pleasure yeah i think we're there yeah. i think right yeah. Done. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so um and I, I like i wrote this down as a question i'm really interested because i don't know if it does do you think being more aware of your body and having better presence has been in any way detrimental to your sexual experience? No. 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 Really simple answer. No. Actually, I feel really lucky. And in fact, speaking with with, um, some other male dancers, Mm -hmm. uh, 
we get quite smug. Yeah. In fact, we're, we're all pretty smug. <laughs> um, there's only a couple that I've had those conversations with, interestingly, in, in all this time, 26, 27 years of working in dance. Yeah. There's only maybe two or three I've ever really had those conversations with about the skills and the experience that being in our bodies and doing what we do has given us when it has come to um, having having a fabulous sex life. Yeah. And in fact, I'm just remembering uh, coming out of, of a, a workshop that myself and a, and a colleague and I did and just talking to a random uh, woman who was picking up her son from somewhere mm-hmm. and told her that we were dancers. And she looked at us both up and down <laughs> And she got this amazing look on her face and said, I wish my husband danced. (laughs) And then my colleague said to her, I bet you do. (laughs) And and, and, and what then happened was this conversation with this this woman just, yeah, being openly looking at us both going, well, what you could offer me that my husband doesn't was very funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, it definitely does. But it's not just the the, um, exclusive domain of, of dancers it's, mm-hmm. it's about it's about being you know you have to dance or do martial arts mm-hmm. you're just being aware of your body yeah it could just be that you were aware of how you move when yeah. you walk down the street yeah it's about it's about, about anything yeah. But, yeah but no there's definitely there's been no um negative I, th- I think i wondered if perhaps it you felt like you had more awareness than was um helpful in the past i've definitely spoken to people who have like sometimes it can be a bit annoying to know stuff I guess even I can speak from my personal experiences being a coach meeting people if there's something going on I can clock it quite quickly and sometimes it can be hard to kind of shut that that those glasses off sometimes that makes sense and I just wondered if you know perhaps you see someone where you know movement would be so beneficial to them but they're really blocked to it it's kind of like a occupational hazard I I wonder that's that's a huge number of people but I do yeah I just don't yeah yeah yeah. I, I um I can't make a difference, so, no. I, don't, so I don't. No, good. Um, I wanted to, we, we spoke about this before, I'm interested to get your take on it, and it's something that it's happening to the people that I am working with. Um, and please feel free to not if you don't want to, but some of the people I speak to, you know, have really lost the connection with their partner, and the younger model, shall we say, is very attractive. Right. Um, and I don't just necessarily mean physically, it's attractive to be with someone. The term, it's just so easy with them, her, whatever, comes out a lot. Wow. Um, and they might not necessarily have entered into anything with that person, but it's quite easy to see the shinier model as easier and, um, you know, without trouble, shall we say. Right. Now, I imagine where, being a dancer, you've had in interactions with women um where you've been quite close contact yeah mm-hmm. and i'm just interested to know how you yourself maintain those healthy strong boundaries so that it doesn't become um perhaps um uh what's the word um faded or like blurred the blood the lines aren't blurred and i'm not you know, talking about robin thick the song <laughs> the yeah um well first of all uh I married one of them. Yes, okay. <laughs> so so there, was a, there was a moment there where, but that's actually the only one, that's the only time. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a professional relationship, mm. actually, is is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, we weren't going to be involved with each other until we were basically 
told to just get on with it and, and put everybody else out of their misery of watching the two of us dancing around each other. Yeah. We, but none of us were going to engage with that because it, it's just not professional. We've been in companies or organisations or, or, or situations where people are in... in um, uh, we'd, we've both been in situations where, in, where people had got together in a company and it had just been just appalling. Mm. Um, and we've seen a lot of people with partners getting together with others on tour and that yeah. sort of stuff and it's um it's just that that for me is just fundamentally professional boundaries okay. but also you know there's a very re- there's a real reality here mm-hmm. if you're in a ballet class and you're in tights yeah and you're having lewd thoughts about your dancer who's yeah in front of you yeah getting a boner in a pair of tights it's just not on no. it's never happened Wow. Uh, and I've never known of anybody else that has happened to I was going to say, I don't think it's... I've never heard no. of it being common occurrence. Interesting. Just, maybe it's because you you're just, in touch with your body more. Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you just can't. I mean, if, if you were to, if that was to happen, you wouldn't be invited back. That'd be, you'd be done. You'd, and, and everybody else would know about it within a very short amount of time. So there, there's, there are... So that's, that's kind of that, that one, really. I just have to say, what's fascinating is that you don't know anyone that's ever happened to you, but I guarantee there's people listening here that have got erections when they didn't want to. Yeah. But you you had the ability to say, no, I can't. And I don't think perhaps they might have felt that. So it's really interesting that people that, and I know it's what we've spoken about like for the duration of this podcast, is like that movement is a very clear definitive way of showing that connection to your body means that you have more connection to your body and your penis doesn't feel like it's got a mind of its own so much there's also the element that the consequences yeah that's true are, 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 are <laughs> quite a bit more um uh, catastrophic for your career true this um, is yeah but, got it, but, yeah. but no I, I'm, I'm yeah absolutely no i absolutely. get it but yeah, i just yeah. i just wonder if yeah like i don't know and I don't know, it's interesting, that's why I have men on my podcast, is to understand, I don't know if there are people out there that feel that they would have that much say over getting an erection. Right. Sounds like you're, you're like that. Nope, not even on the table. Yeah. See, do you well, see what I mean? not on the table. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if there's no. people that feel like they could get, have that much onus over not getting one. Right. Um, and I just think that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, and that's, and that's, yeah, it's a really interesting process of, of, of thought control mm-hmm. actually um and just not letting yourself go to that go to that place because you yeah. just you just can't do that um spontaneous bonus are uh yeah are quite difficult to particularly when you're i don't know when you're growing up and you're going through oh yeah puberty, that's that's a real challenge tough times tough times um that's where school bags and and books that you're reading are yeah. super useful yeah um we used to call them travel fats because they were always on the train or on the bus um <laughs> So, uh, yeah. vibration. vibration, yeah, always vibration. Yeah, like, oh, here we go again, yeah, bags, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting, getting distracted. So, yeah. so these, these boundaries are really, are really, so uh, there's another thing in terms of that physical physicality, and sort of coming back to your younger model, it's easier with them, um, uh, boundaries. It's not, but... it, well, th- this is it, this is it. It's like what's easier with them, yeah, the superficial. Um, having a coffee, mm-hmm. you might be, but actually, so so if I turn that back into those physical boundaries with 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 people, actually one of the amazing things about about having a long relationship with somebody is you you know their bodies, their body intimately, yeah. and um, and you're working. So you're working with a so I was working with a dancer 
we're in contact most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, often there's not a lot of, of clothing we're wearing, so there's a lot of skin contact. But I might be working with that person for a couple of weeks or a tour for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one I come home to is is wife who I've been married to for, for years. Mm-hmm. And that it's the depth of that contact that that's what, that's what the partnership and the presence and the awareness and the, is about. Yeah. It's not, it's not finding, you can, you can get, sh- you know, want to find the shiny and the new, but actually I'm not interested in the shiny and the new. Mm. What I'm interested in, what I'm interested in is, is finding the greater depth with the one I've got. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's part of that boundary as well as, is, are you, are you making a choice to, for the shiny and the new, but, or are you making a choice not to, go deeper with the, with the, with the person you've got. Yeah. Uh, and then that's, and that's a, a, you know, that's a choice that, that people make. And, yeah. And that choice that people make that they decide actually, I want to spend my life doing shiny and new. And as soon as it starts to get into any sort of depth, um, I want another shiny and new. Yeah. You know? And that's, um, um, greed, not yeah. greed. Oh, what's the, um, gluttony, gluttony. that kind of, yeah, yeah, real gluttonous energy. But also, and, and, don't want to get into to shaming people's behaviour or that sort of thing, but I I just find the idea of not diving into the absolute deepest possibilities yeah. with somebody kind of sad. Yeah. Because you you find whole new ways about yourself, and then that that other element of movement and and conscious consciousness about your body, the more you are, the more you want you want to dive into to having those experiences with, with that same person. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of like real time tools, I would um, always say to people that are really struggling, is like, when's the last time you asked your partner, A, how she is, or B, what she wants to do, you know, or they, because sorry, um, to be general, gen, be more generalised than I should be, but yeah, when, how are they, what do they want to do today? Um, and you'd be surprised how many people say, uh, I, I don't know when the last time I asked them that, with presence, you know, with that real energy, so try that tonight. Um, and, and asking and actually listening to the answer. Yeah, exactly. And, and then actioning that answer as well. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, just no, you're right. loading that one up. Because, you're right. Because you might ask the question and they might go, wow, I haven't been, she hasn't asked me that for a long time. Yeah. Here's my answer. And then you're on your phone. Yeah. And you think, oh yeah, I've ticked that one because I asked her how she is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, there's no point unless you listen to the answer. Absolutely. And then actually you action that answer. What, what can then you do in response to that? Yeah. And I often say like, Date nights don't have to be, you know, booking a hotel. Date nights can literally just be a Mars bar on the beach um, and or in the park or in a space that's not home. Anywhere that's not home can be really helpful unless, you, you know, if you've got kids, maybe you don't whether she's at, they're at school or whatever, those kind of things. But those are the real-time tools which I just think are important to just kind of fill this podcast with because it's stuff you can do right now. Yeah. yeah. And actually, when was the last time you held her hand? Oh, yeah. And, and actually Physical contact. It's not, yeah. Yeah. And the, you know the people who don't want to be hold hands in public or you know, that sort of thing. But but do you at home mm, or do you when did you sofa. when did you well, she might be doing the dishes put your arm around her mm-hmm. or just just those those basic things and that's a presence and that's a that's that physical contact and it's and it's um, amazing what the constant repetition of those that attention yeah. and that contact yeah. contact can do to your relationship. Amazing. So as we kind of slowly start to wrap up today's podcast, I would love to know about some small ways that you could, um, that you might recommend for someone to bring some movement into their lives. So 
Um, obviously some of these people may already be going to the gym and by no way am I saying that exercise is not a great thing. You know, just pumping up your heart and allowing some energy into your system is incredibly important. But yeah, in terms of bringing that presence, that movement into the body, what are some ways that they might be able to do that? Uh, so, um, there's some being, being aware of actually, I mean, the exercise you just talked about in terms of that, that feeling through, through the body yeah. is a fantastic exercise, but yeah. also doing it in different places. Mm-hmm. So you could be standing up, uh, you could be standing up, washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. You could be, um, walking down the street. Uh, and so kind of doing that exercise whilst doing lots of different activities is a really good one. Amazing. Um, a really simple one of just being aware of your balance mm-hmm. uh, this is something that I've spent a lot of time working with older people on but then I talk to uh, young people and it's a similar similar thing oh my balance is rubbish mm. um, it's like well why don't you do something about it mm. um, so standing on one foot just you know again I have seemed to have a fatuation with doing the dishes on this podcast yeah but whilst, you're doing, whilst, whilst you're doing the dishes stand, yeah. on, stand on one leg and, and actually just see how see what that feels like yeah and, and that sense of, of, of moving in your body mm-hmm. or how your body is is moving to stay balanced mm-hmm. um, and then just doing so so some of the movement exercises that are out there and available are can sometimes make people feel a bit weird okay they feel like they're being a bit they're, they're a bit embarrassed because okay. they, they're slightly odd okay um, and it's just and, and one of so one of those exercises might just be doing really large making really large circles with your arms mm. uh, and weirdly people people feel embarrassed when nobody's watching Mm. So, um, so there's there's a there's a kind of a sense of getting over yourself. Yeah. Um, nobody's watching or nobody cares. Um, there's no just, cameras. No, there's no cameras. <laughs> no. And actually, what's what's the what's the range of your body when mm-hmm. you turn, you rotate your torso, and you know, look to the right and you look to the left? How far do you go? How far does your arm go? How far does your shoulder go? Don't push it to hurt yourself. But just finding that range. Yeah. Finding actually, where does if I'm bending forward? from my hips you know it's not necessarily touching the toes but but what what's the rest of me feel like yeah just all those different different elements really of that. Nice. um and then go and find a class somewhere go and find something to do yeah. whether that's a tai chi class or an aikido class or a could be a martial arts class or just a movement class okay and is there any more you just mentioned a few that people might not have heard of but you're saying that these are really good things or is there any more terms that i don't know that people would be good for people to look at um in terms of what they could do, I, you said Aikido. Aikido, then... so Aikido is a Japanese martial art. It's okay. very much a, about movement. Okay, like Tai Chi. So Tai Chi, yeah, Tai Chi is a is a Chinese uh, exercise. Yeah, everybody will know the sort of the slow slow movement of that, but it's yeah. a really amazing uh, sequence of of movements that really you really find what's happening or going on in your body because it's mm-hmm. quite slow. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's quite slow. Some of it's quite fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about yeah, I think just just. Um, seeing what's in your local area yeah and and trying lots of different things yeah okay so that's a good idea not, yeah and you know there are there are ballroom dancing classes out there mm-hmm. tango classes mm-hmm. salsa all those sorts of different things um there's lots of lots of different options going on in most communities yeah and i just just came to say it's really important is um you might be afraid to ask your partner this but like as a woman a dancer is incredibly beautiful because they have this, like, again, it's the presence we're talking about, but just so you know, as a woman speaking, like, whew, I'm t- talking to you guys who are listening to the podcast, but yes, it's, it's, and like, watch Strictly. <laughs> like, just watch the intensity of Strictly. Like, they aren't together for the most part. It's that intensity, it's that beauty. So yeah, just 
just an idea. Um, and, and actually, it's really easy. Like a salsa class. Oh, God, Just yeah. go and rock up and do it. Yeah. Just do a salsa class. Yeah. And and actually, it's really easy to rock up and do it. Some, mm-hmm. And you might finish that class and go, I've just done four moves and they were some of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Great. Go back and do a second class. Amazing. You know, repeat it. These things take repetition and they take practice and they take... And, and you will... You Sometimes you might not feel like you're improving very quickly, but promise you are. Um, you know, if you're going to do a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class, you're just going to get... Uh, this doesn't sound like I'm selling it very well, but you're going to get smashed. Yeah. For the first probably year and a half or two years. Yeah. And But everybody does. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of the part of the kind of the process of it is yeah. that is that you're learning and everybody started there even the world champions started at that point yeah and you just you just go along but you will be improving you'll be getting better yeah every, every session yeah amazing um so um if people wanted to kind of like get to know more of your work other than we've got an incredible podcast lined up for the book you're writing which will actually change the entire universe i swear to god um yeah are you interested in people kind of getting in contact with you or maybe um just hearing some of the more of your work around movement and we talked about the balance thing and that kind of stuff uh i haven't got anything set up now actually mm-hmm. to be honest okay. but i will um when i do i will give you all those details and when when the book yeah. comes out <sighs> called intimacy so exciting um all of those things will be set up and people can get in contact with me Great. through then and that's going to be part two of this podcast and it appear that we've now got part three about <laughs> presents so um so great thank you so much for today i'm it was so wonderful to speak to you and really get a, a better understanding of how you feel that movement has changed the way that you are in your body and thank you that for connection. inviting me you're welcome um and i look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode